everyone. This is the VC chat room and me, Olga Fanasieva. Today I'm uh, having an amazing guest. He is the partner of Smartgate VC and this is Hamperzum Kaktesan. Hi Hamperzum, thank you for finding some time for uh, being here and to uh, answer our questions. <laughs> Hi Olga, my, my pleasure. Thanks for having uh, me. Thank for um, like this. This is really busy time as we have chat like a couple of minutes ago, and um, I hope it will be very insightful and uh, we will cover some interesting topics. So, some words about you. Um, like, Cam is the partner of SmartGate VC, which is the Silicon Valley pre seed venture capital fund. They also have offices in Los Angeles, where he is actually now, and Yerevan. The fund is backed by Tim Draper and other high-profile entrepreneurs and VCs. We will talk a little bit more about your investment strategy, your portfolio companies. Uh, just now, like some warming up questions. I ask all of the guests, like how did the uh, routine, like work-wise, has changed during the quarantine? Do you really um, enjoy what is happening? I mean, like a lot of online meetings, less commute and so on. And uh, like, how do you feel that on your routine? Uh, I actually enjoy working from home. Uh, so I feel I'm more productive and uh, uh, that 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 that's a great let's say uh, unexpected <laughs> uh, gift from the from the COVID. So I didn't uh, I, I didn't think ever that uh, being in lockdown could be so productive, but uh, actually it is. Um, so yeah, because I am in LA, I'm having a very heavy mornings because of the calls with uh, with Europe. Uh, Another maybe positive thing, which is usually, uh, which is very important, but uh, it's not the case with uh, people who are always running and traveling. So uh, there is a shortage that, uh, of time that we spend with our families. So uh, I think this is a great advantage also that we have opportunity to, to, to interact more with the family and see how beautiful people they are. <laughs> Uh, and and uh, actually, so it wasn't. Uh, it was pretty busy on my side. So last few months, we also prepared launch of a startup program in LA, which will be especially uh, specifically particularly focused on uh, Eastern European founders. So it it was pretty intense. Uh, I can say it was it 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 was it had the same intensity as it was before last few months. Uh, but we we just were in a lockdown. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so currently you have around 18 companies in your portfolio. Uh, they are from Eastern Europe. This is your geographical target. And uh, sector-wise, you're investing in uh, deep tech, right? Um, can you share more about your uh, investment activity? Like what is the average ticket? Which companies can apply to you? And uh, which, quite, which like potential co-investors can uh, address you? Because most of them are our audience. Sure, sure. So uh, we started investing in January 2018. So far, we invest in, in 80 companies and we started from Armenia because ethnically all the founders are Armenians. Uh, but we didn't raise money from uh, Armenia, Russia, from the region. Mainly our LPs come from US and 
and there's a significant part of them coming from the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. Mm -hmm. So uh, our, our investment thesis is the following. So we are usually the first investor. In almost all our investments, we were the first investor and very often we were leading the round. So bringing with us also co-investors. So we ourselves put up 200K. So it starts usually from 50K. Uh, so 50 to 100k uh, and we also bring co-investors so usually the round size that we are investing in it starts from 150k up to half a million mm -hmm. and yeah, companies they... we've are the companies that have uh, what we call deep tech and we understand deep tech is something that is very hard to replicate for another company or another team so it's a proprietary technology what uh, that, that's what we are looking at we have uh, pretty solid uh, AI uh, expertise in-house, so uh, so we also help companies with AI. So when uh, when they need it, so yeah, that that's basically it in a nutshell. Yeah, interesting. And uh, like as you invest in the early stage companies, and obviously the team is uh, important. So you probably try to, you know, like to build the connections with the founders and understand what these people will do. They uh, really have this expertise and if they can execute. And uh, at early stage, it's really uh, like in the current situation when it was like lockdown, when you could not just fly to uh, Armenia or to Ukraine to see the founders. Uh, did you like reshape your strategy maybe or your approach to in order to um, understand the, the team better when you cannot really you know like just meet them yeah we, we know uh, you know we, we noticed something interesting so uh, there are some investment groups uh, like in different geographies who are sort of uh, switching to online uh, and they are doing it first time and it's very interesting experience we ourselves also so doing some steps on, on that direction uh, so and and what we do now we are sort of plugging into these different networks like they, there's a network let's say in uh, Ukraine there's network in Belarus in other countries like in Poland so we plug into these networks and uh, and, and that's that's uh, where we now look at the deals uh so so that, that that is something very new and i think we are just seeing the the first steps of this movement of moving also pipeline generation to online because usually it was face to face um so that that, that would be probably the main the main let's say uh, new development that i'm seeing in the market on this direction uh and so far it seems uh uh, we are well positioned. Uh, so our main focus was initially Armenia and, uh, and US. So we we feel we are positioned here, and now we uh, let's say next steps. Uh, so it starts with online, uh, let's say plug online plug into this uh, online communities I mentioned. So it starts with it, but I think there will be also further developments for our fund, with uh, more presence in in Eastern Europe. Yeah. Um, I've been reading your um, your blog posts on, uh, on your fans um, website and you've been sharing your impressions as the entrepreneur in residence of the Draper University and that was a very interesting concept of angels and demons uh, classification uh, applicable to venture capital investing. 
Um, so first part of the question is like, can you share a little bit more about that? And do you think that this um, so-called concept or classification is transforming during the outbreak or was it like, uh, you know, like highlighted during this period? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I wrote that uh, post, I think, uh, end of summer last year. And it was after I was, uh, I asked Tim Draper if I can come and shadow you. So attending all his meetings with him. <laughs> of course, I signed a bunch of uh, papers, confidentiality papers. And I started shadowing him, including uh, participating in partner meetings. And it was pretty fun. It was, uh, you know, it was for me personally, it was uh, more intense than if I, if I go to some MBA, you know, because it's uh, the guy, one of the legends of VC and I'm shadowing him going to all his meetings. Uh, so, uh, and after, uh, and uh, I think it was on the second or third day, then we just started it. Uh, so Tim, uh, I, uh, so Tim approached and said, you know, I, I want to make a, so he, he made a presentation. Uh, it was a half an hour presentation uh, about his vision of VCT, how he sees it, how he approaches, how he invests, etc. And one of the last slides uh, that we didn't have time to dive deep because it was already end, end of uh, the time that he had for the presentation, it was about angels and demons of VC. So the idea comes from him, it's not, it's not mine. So it's Tim Draper, so angels and demons of venture capital. And the framework he used for it uh, was this uh, framework of uh, seven virtues versus seven sins from the medieval, right? from medieval philosophy and uh, and I saw some pictures which I uh, which I later googled and um, and I love the approach love the approach and I think those principles if you talk whether in lockdown or out of lockdown uh, these principles are pretty universal in my opinion and these are if if we try to sum up it you know you just need to be uh, you know, you, you just need to be a good person, like establish good relationships, be uh, brutally honest, and um, you know, have 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 these stoic principles. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, just to stay cool and reasonable, and things and good things will happen. So, so this is basically the main message. But it was more technical. So if people will be interesting, yeah, they can they can uh, find they can find the blog post on our website, which is smartgate.vc. So we have highlights there. The uh, link under this video on uh, YouTube as well, if you don't mind. Yeah, so as an early stage investor, you uh, probably pay a lot of attention, uh, like not only providing just capital and, you know, like saying bye bye, guys, see you in five years, but also, you know, like providing so called smart money, like giving your expertise, your network, especially you have a presence not only in the Eastern Europe, but on the other continent in the uh, most developed innovation ecosystem in the world. So which recommendations can you give for the um, investors who are in the board of their portfolio companies? Like how the boards can help more efficiently to startups? It's actually very applicable to the current situation because many companies uh, had, you know, like uh, the time for rethinking the business model, maybe pivoting and so on. So how board can help in this situation? Okay, 
So, you know, uh, it depends on the stage of the company. So if the companies are early stage, so what boards uh, bring is usually it's connections and it's domain expertise, right? So it's uh, they are connecting with the right people, different industry experts, they help in hiring. Uh, and uh, they, um, uh, yeah, and also domain expertise because they have, let's say, more years of experience with different business models, such as SaaS, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So this is this is what what's in early stage. In later stage, uh, I feel it's it's uh, it's more about uh, you know uh, keeping. Uh, it's 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 more about efforts uh, to keep company on rails. So it's it's a way how to um, make sure that the execution team, uh, let's say, uh, uh, executes with with maximum efficiency. I think that's the main role of the board. Uh, when when you already become sort of a visible company in, in your industry and also what what I really like uh, what, what what boards are really good at so when there is some sort of slowdown in the company some maybe drama with, with, with uh, between co-founders or whatever uh, board can be really good you know this third party very reasonable when you can present your problems to the board and see and see what they say so a board uh, here, here I think that, uh, uh, but, but again, it depends on the on whom you allow uh, to join your board as a, as a founder. So uh, you, you should also be very, very selective who can invest in your company, especially if people want a board seat, right? So, and if you are happy to have good uh, investors on your board, I, I think that's that's huge, huge advantage and in many, many ways. Yeah, uh, let's talk about a little bit more about like choosing the right investor and choosing the right company to invest in. Like for both sides, is a challenge. Um, recently, we had a case in Ukraine when uh, the founder raised like five or seven million dollars, and he just disappeared. Like no one of the investors know where he's and so on. Uh, I'm pretty sure that such cases have been happening like in many developed countries. It's not the first time, and it's not the last time, unfortunately. But uh, which recommendations could you give on like how to make uh, more, you know, like effective due diligence, basically, uh, apart from the standard procedure, lawyers checking and so on, uh, like what can be done in that sense for making the right decision? So venture capital is very people business, you know, it's very personal business. and. Uh, of course, it becomes uh, less personal on later stages of the funding. But uh, when we talk about, uh, let's say, uh, startups, uh, so it, it's it's um, uh, very, let's say, nascent companies. Their first years, like maybe first two three years, they do company, and it's it's very fragile period. And uh, what we pay special attention to is uh, what kind of people are on the other side. And we take our time, we spend more time with people trying to understand their motivation, why they do what they do, you know, why they don't do what they don't do, etc. So, uh, so I think the basic advice would be try to understand people, what happens in their hearts and in their minds. Uh, other than that, uh, you know, the, the other, let's say due diligence, etc. those are 
those are very technical stuff and uh, there are many ways and uh, many standards uh, you, you can say that way also that, that you can follow right for due diligence but uh, what comes first is so who are the people that i'm going to work with and uh, if we think to uh, let's say uh, in our case uh, uh, in our case of course there, there, there we have some stars in our portfolio and have some uh, let's call it underperformers and that's fine like that's the essence of the venture capital but we are sure we have this internal let's say uh, 100% confidence that whatever we did and whatever all the teams did that we invested in, they did their 100%. They put their 100% into the game. And if something didn't work out, it's because of the market or something else, right? So when you have this internal confidence, I think I think that's, that's, that's what's, what's most important. And the key to it is to know the people that you are working with. Yeah. Um, as you're investing in Eastern Europe, uh, what is the difference uh, that mostly, you know, like that you would like to fix uh, in entrepreneurs in Eastern Europe and in uh, Bay Area, like LA uh, ecosystems? I mean, uh, uh, you know, so uh, I guide, guide, you know, Eastern Europe is so. Um, we are also Eastern Europe, Armenia, like so. We are all the part of this post-Soviet culture, and uh, what what is this post-Soviet culture in Eastern Europe? So it has a very strong engineering culture. It has very strong engineering traditions, uh, but it has very weak infrastructure in terms of market. So it's very weak in terms of market infrastructure. So the VC market is still developing, like so, and there is so the understanding of business education and business development, marketing, sales, is kind of uh, very weak if we if we compare it to to US to Western world, right? So yeah, what we see is a strong engineering culture and the weak infrastructure. And uh, and also, I think it has also something to do with this lack of understanding of the market context, how markets work, uh, and how to uh, say to thrive in markets, uh, which is uh, which people learn, which people learn uh, during maybe two years, three years being in this game. They learn, they they learn the the basic rules, and they get integrated into also Western culture. So this is something that we are also seeing with our portfolio companies. You know, if people are open-minded and they and they keep very basic communication, uh, let's say um, ethics, communication uh, principles, so they get there. Uh, and uh, maybe what I can advise in terms of let's say communication. So what is uh, good communication? So. I, I would emphasize maybe three three things here. So your communication should be efficient. So don't waste anyone's time at all. So it should be efficient. There should be respect. Uh, so efficiency, respect, uh, uh, and, and and the third one will be uh, uh, okay. So it would be efficiency, respect, and also. Uh, I, I was thinking maybe just to have this win-win uh, approach, but but I think it's it's part of it's part of it's part of efficiency. So if you are efficient in your communication, you also have this win-win, win-win mindset. So whatever you approach, it should be a win-win for everyone. So and uh, because that's the that's the prerequisite for deal to happen. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I could not agree more. I'd like to uh, remind those who are listening to us and watching us online that you can write the questions to Ham and uh, like in a couple of minutes, I will address some of them. Um, so one of the last, lastest questions I'd like to address is, uh, well, I believe that uh, leader is the reader. And which book would you recommend um, venture capitalists, entrepreneurs, like people from the industry to read? Which one do you like? I think I have guesses, but... <laughs> so in, in terms of books, you say? Books, yeah, books. Okay, so uh, well, one of the all-time favorite is uh, Zero to One. <laughs> uh, so Zero to One by Peter Thiel is an all-time favorite. Uh, another one would be, uh, you know, if you, if you are just entering into the game, so the hard thing about hard things will be another must-read in my opinion. Uh, you know, there is a really good book on communication. It's called... Uh, articulative uh, uh, executive I, I think that's the name okay. of the book uh, it's about uh, I, if I'm saying something wrong I can let her check and double check and send okay. you the link to this book so I, I think that's very very uh, effective in terms of understanding uh, the communication principles uh, because uh, very often people uh, they pay attention, let's say, to features when they are pitching something, but actually what matters is something else. So first you need to understand what really matters, then, then go with your strategy. So you always need to adapt, right? Because, uh, uh, because adaptability in case of startups is everything. So, <laughs> so you need to adapt. So another book maybe I would recommend would be... Uh, The, the hard thing about hard things, that's something I yeah. really like. And probably Principles, yeah. no? Oh, by Ray Dalio. <laughs> Ray Dalio is, is a, I, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I will, uh, we will write down the books uh, like under this video so everyone can uh, read and uh, become more experienced and efficient in communication. Uh, now I'm ready to address uh, like maybe one or two questions from the audience. Um, so, um, well, security is um, a huge concern for people who got digitalized recently. Uh, any trends in this regard? Um, like, can you share your thoughts about, like, I think it's about like cybersecurity concerns currently because many businesses start digitalizing very very fast because they just could not sell and there was an option only to close or you know like make the websites or whatever it is um and i think with some time um it will have made more risks for the security uh what are your thoughts regarding that um do you invest in the companies in the sector as well uh, so yeah, so in our portfolio we have a few companies uh in, in security and uh, yeah, definitely. So uh, with this, uh, we do. So of course, there's some rush now in moving into into everything online, uh, into everything remote. And there are some um, security. Let's say uh, there will be some security challenges. I'm sure. Uh, I, I'm not uh, very deep into this, so probably I cannot comment technically. Uh, but 
definitely security is one of the fields that is being disrupted uh, be because of this uh, remote shift and like 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 few few others for example uh, what we see also in logistics uh, that's happening here what we see in hr in recruiting again uh, so markets are being disrupted because uh, no no one hires now the logic the supply chains are disrupted and some new solutions are are popping up uh, almost every day yeah thank you for sharing and the last question uh and i will uh, let you start your efficient working day uh what will be your takeaway from the quarantine what is one thing that you will you know like implement in your uh, maybe working routine or like life routine after this uh, weird period will end? Uh, I think I'm going to have more calls instead of face-to-face -face meetings. <laughs> I, I, I feel that's going to happen. So yeah, that, that would be maybe the, the top, let's say, new, new, new discovery for me. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. I totally understand you. Uh, thank you for being today with us and answering uh, the questions. It was Hambardun Hakitsan, the partner at Smartgate VC. And this was VC Chatroom. And uh, this project is powered by me, Olga Fanasiva, and my soulmate, Olga Stadertun. Thank you once again, Ham. Have a good day and hope to see you soon in person, probably. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank have a good you. day. Bye bye. Bye bye.